0: Lonely Hearts Club, with your host, Bridget (laughs) Thaum!
1: Lonely Hearts Club. Let's get started. Dear Bridget, sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend... Is the city I live in, the city of Tucson, lonely as I am? Together, we cry. <gasps> That's so sad. Okay, it's Where's not. It? It's it? not signed. It's not signed. Nope. Okay. I don't even know who to address. This person is so alone. Okay. That they I... don't even have a name. Let's just name him Question Mark. Dear Question Mark. Dear Question Mark. Eli, do you ever feel lonely? Uh depends i guess so what do you do when you feel lonely i what do i do when i'm lonely Hmm. i guess i just try and find some of my friends or i go on the computer or something you find something to do
2: yeah okay i know it's like
1: like having to be lonely it's like having to be bored So boredom and loneliness can actually be kind of the same thing sometimes. Like hand in hand. They go together. A good thing to do is to try and find some way that you can help someone. Yeah. If you can find a good deed or a good thing that you can do in the world, then there you go. You know, that's going to distract you from how you feel and... It might help you make new friends and new connections. Or you can... I think that that's what it is. I think that when you're alone, it's because you don't feel connected to anything. When you're lonely or bored or bored, maybe we should change the podcast to the Bored Hearts Club. <laughs> Dear question mark, my advice to you is to try and think about somebody else for a change. Mm-hmm. You know, worrying about yourself too much. Maybe you can find a place where you can volunteer.
2: Like a job where you can meet new friends and not be lonely.
1: Yeah, you got to reach out to the world and make some connections with people. Find things, figure out what your talents and strengths are, and then maybe find a way to use those in the world. Maybe get a Guinness World Record because it might be special. A Guinness World Record? Yeah. (laughs) Do you think there might be a Guinness Book World (laughs) Record for the Loneliest Man? Maybe... Maybe this is who it's from. You heard about the lonely whale, the loneliest whale in the world. Yeah, but there's the there's tallest
3: man in the world and the shortest man in the world.
1: Here's the thing. As lonely as you feel, you still you have the ability to write me a letter. So that means you have the ability to reach out and con- connect with someone. So continue to do that. And the best thing to do if you feel lonely or if you feel bored is to find something to do. Find something that's good for the world to do. Find some way that you can make a difference for someone, like, somewhere. Like composting. Composting, exactly.
3: Or or volunteering for medical health.
1: You could volunteer for a cause that you believe in. There's all kinds of things in the world to do. So get on your horse and keep riding.
2: This letter says, Dear Bridget, my name is Hank and I'm a trucker. I spend weeks on the open road away from my wife. Sometimes maintaining intimacy is hard when I spend so many hours away from our bedroom. We both recently got iPhones so we can finally video chat while I'm out on the road. My wife wants to try cyber sex over the video chat, but I'm worried. I sleep on a mattress in the back of my cab. No sheets, no bedding, just a pillow. It's definitely not sexy. I feel like it'll be hard for my wife and I to get in the mood without a nice (laughs) ambiance.
1: Do you have
2: any suggestions on how to make this drab arrangement feel more special? Lonely and away from home. Hank.
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. yeah? Yeah. You're basically... What Hank is asking Mm -hmm. is for decorating advice. Yeah. It's kind of like HGTV, but with trucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like it.
2: I imagine it's a very small, confined space, too, because... Uh-huh. He's like sitting, he sits in the front and drives, and then a foot behind him, there's a little space just big enough for a person to sleep.
1: But it's not unlike the tiny house fad that's oh, been that's going true. on. People, they have this thing where they live in a tough shed, mm-hmm. and everything's there. Yeah. Yeah, which is great until you want to have company over. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a little tricky, but my favorite Thanksgivings are the ones that are outdoors anyway.
2: <laughs> how do you, but how do you decorate? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the back of a truck. Yeah. Here's the thing. Small space, big style. That's what you got to think okay. of. Okay, You got you to change your mindset and think, oh, no, this is an opportunity, right? A naked mattress with a pillow that has drool stains on it. You're better than that, you know? Yeah. Get yourself some nice sheets. This is where you have to personalize and customize as far as like what kind of sheets you like. I would recommend some kind of Pima cotton all white. That's a good one. Or you, yeah, or you could you could uh, slut it up and have like satin sheets, maybe black or uh, animal print. It, it really depends on your particular style, right? But they, um, I
2: guess Hank and his wife probably have a nice set of bedding at home. It sounds like because yeah. they have an ambiance there, so. You think he should try to recreate that same one or have it something be totally different? Yeah.
1: It's like sex with a stranger this way.
2: Oh, you see.
1: And so do something different. And then you're going to want to get one of those uh, pine trees and hang that so that it smells like a car wash because that's sexy. (laughs) And uh, maybe some battery-operated candles because real candles would be a real problem in a confined space like that, especially if he's hauling fuel.
2: Yeah. Even if he's not, I mean, the truck itself's probably got a huge tank of fuel
1: yeah. <laughs> or two. Yeah. You probably don't want to have fires in a vehicle, but, you know, you can fake it with battery-operated So
2: battery-operated candles, new sheets.
1: No, but that's all very cliche. And some women are turned off by the expected. And so maybe right. you need something unexpected. You could stop by your local taxidermy shop and you could get some crazy stuffed animals that used to be alive that are actually dead to watch. <laughs> That's fun.
2: Right, so are they are they in frame from the video phone, or is it, you just turn the phone around and be like, "Look, we got some friends watching, and you see the You turn the camera back around.
1: Yeah. However, however that works, <laughs> or go on natural.
2: Hmm.
1: Park that eighteen wheeler out off on a, a back street somewhere, mm-hmm. and just go out and find like empty, foresty clearing. You know, like in uh, Snow White. <laughs> when, she, when she was in oh, the... Oh, you're talking about the sex scene
2: in Snow White? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> when she was in the forest, and all uh-huh. of a sudden there was just like this little clearing. And there was all these animals <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> like that.
2: Yeah. um
1: <laughs> Under the stars is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. You know, because there's nothing um, more exciting than nature.
2: So he should not specifically reference a children's movie while doing it? <laughs> Or he should.
1: Well, you know, I don't really know the lady. Yeah,
2: it's there's, hard There's to say. no
1: right or wrong answer in this situation. But as far as decorating the place, at least get some sheets and a blanket. I mean, start there. Yeah. That's, that's step one. And then after that, maybe he could just... Oil, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah, and that would really play well with the battery-operated candlelight flickering yeah. on the on the shiny oil.
2: Oh, yeah, he's got to make sure the shadows are hitting him flatteringly too.
1: Oh, right. That's yeah. good advice. So maybe he needs to get a thing that will hold the phone that you can clip to like your rear view mirror or mm-hmm. to something. Yeah. And then make sure that you angle the camera at like a 45 degree angle up so that it's looking down on you. Yeah. Like a, like a the high selfie, angles. like the, yeah. the good selfies. Right. They're always taking... From a like from a higher a high angle. Yeah, cause it, it really helps eliminate problem areas, double chins, or...
2: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what,
2: Hank? Take a nice shower, too, before...
1: Oh, yeah. Go to the truck stop and really lather up first. Yeah.
2: Treat it like you would when you're at home, you know?
1: Like a date. I like this idea a lot, but it also makes me kind of sad. Because maybe he should just go home. Oh.
2: <laughs> but he, he has to provide for his family by shipping goods across the country.
1: Does he? Or maybe he should just open an eBay store.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you do have to make it work if it is causing a problem mm-hmm. in your marriage. Like, what's more important to you, Hank? Yeah. Your marriage? Or, what do you love more, yeah. the truck or the woman?
1: Hmm? Eastbound and down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> down.
1: Okay, you're gonna do what they say can't be done? You got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So get some sheets, get a blanket at least, some body oil, mm-hmm. battery operated candles, and you know, while you're at it, think about small space big style.
2: And angles. Make sure you hit the angles.
1: Yeah, you gotta have clean lines. Yeah. And and pick up all those wrappers from all that road food mm. you know the hamburger wrappers and the, the french fry boxes and whatever it is that you slim eat
2: gym. slim jim wrappers
1: slim jims that's what truckers eat that's right slim jims and pickled eggs
2: <laughs> 90% of their diet <laughs> 10% is Red Bull
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, and those little white pills <laughs>
2: Ooh, who knows what's in those <laughs> don't know
1: no dos no those. Okay. Thank you, Hank, for your letter. It was lovely. I hope we were helpful. Right? You think we were helpful, I today? think so. Okay, I think so. Hey, Petey. Hello. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Hey, will you tell me a quick story? Okay. How did you meet Miss Mosquito?
3: Oh, well, I was still playing music. This was back in the 1970s, back in the Pleistocene. I was recording, I think, at Lee Fur Studio, which is at Glen and Stone. I went up to a place, I needed some food, and I went up to, um, I think the place was called the Unicorn, a little coffee shop. And I saw Marion there, Ms. Mosquito. <laughs> and I'd seen her around, and actually I knew her sister. We started chatting, and we hugged outside the Unicorn, and that was the start.
1: Oh, just one hug. Shabab, so Oh, yeah. I love this story because it it's a testament to the magic of the moment.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd seen her around, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: then I asked her out.
1: Did she say yes right away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she had a little
3: boy, so it was a. I have a, I have a stepson.
1: Hey, how long have you guys been together?
3: Thirty-six years. You want to hear another funny story? Of course I do. Well, just about a week ago was our 36th year wedding anniversary.
1: Congratulations.
3: And so we decided to go walk along the San Pedro River for my for the anniversary. And I said, show sure, her a good time walk along the river and gesture grandly at plants and animals <laughs> <laughs> and fish in the water and little tadpoles of what I thought were, um, I forget which toad, Uh, toad I was looking at. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So we left there and we said, well, you know, let's go to Tombstone because we were below Tombstone on the San Pedro near a little place called Fairbank. And um, so I I said, well, you want to go get a burger or something? You know, do some bottom feeding in Tombstone. No, no, just uh, let's drive over the Dragoon Mountains. So we stopped at the Circle K.
1: Those are like the Dr. Seuss Mountains. Oh,
3: yeah. Stopped at the Circle K in Tombstone, got a Six-pack of beer and a bag of chips, so a seven-course dinner, and, and <laughs> drove over the Dragoon Mountains and botanized and shouted all the way, drinking beer and eating potato chips. That was our 36th anniversary.
1: Oh, I love that story. Anniversary. And that just happened.
3: Just a week or so ago, yeah. Uh,
1: ah, yeah. viva love. <laughs> Thank you, Petey, so You're much welcome. for letting me steal some of your
0: time. <laughs> How are you doing, Roxy? I'm so happy to be here, Bridget. We're here. Okay, let's do
1: it. Let's do a letter. Okay, check
0: it out. Here is um, a letter. Let's see. Oh, gosh, it involves math. Bolster yourself, Bridget. Here it is. If a man. I think
1: I just threw up in my mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you say math? Math. I know. Math. I know. It's such a four letter word, isn't it? Yeah. If a man is walking five miles per hour eastward on a train that is going 25 miles per hour westward, he has five apples and he trades his two of them for oranges while working as a porter, getting paid time and a half for seven hours, three days a week while drinking four glasses of 2% milk and eating two quarter pound steaks per shift. How long before he gets to Pittsburgh? <laughs> and it's signed, Life Aftermath.
1: Okay, so he's going to Pittsburgh.
0: We don't know. That's like the X. Yeah, So, but where is he starting from? <laughs> it doesn't say There's where he's no starting, starting from. no starting point. No, so that's the Y. But no, he's no, walking. You, you he's, he's, he's you... walking on a train. So he's on board a train <laughs> that's going 25 miles per hour, and he's walking five miles per hour within that train. Yeah, but That's irrelevant. We can throw it, that factor out. All
1: of it is irrelevant because the question is, how long till he gets to Pittsburgh? Yeah. And there's no starting point.
0: Sure. So we can so, just put in any number.
1: Let me just tell you something. Let's hear it. I have math anxiety. Uh-oh. Yeah. Should I get a barf bucket? Well, no, because I think he just cured me. Oh. Thanks, yeah, Life After Math. Yeah, because, okay, see, I didn't know that I had math anxiety until college algebra. Oh. I I was totally fine. And then this thing happened where it suddenly became very, very important that I pass college algebra because I had, oh, something crazy, like 15 superfluous art credits because I just kept (laughs) dancing around the reality (laughs) of math. That I was going to have to eventually take this math class. And so then it gets to the point where it's, do you really want a degree or would you rather learn how to make a necklace? (laughs) (laughs) And... The answer was necklace. Do you really want a degree, or would you like to learn about clay bodies?
0: Clay bodies, for sure. Well,
1: yeah. Some people like math. Sure. They like the challenges. And they can have it. Whenever you ask somebody why they like math, it's usually because there's always one answer. I've also heard people say it's universal, the opposite of the
0: language of love. <laughs> it's like the universal language of uptight, out of sight. Right. <laughs> it can be proven.
1: It's, it's clinical, logical, it's rational, it's reasonable, it's indisputable, Yeah, it's math, and there's no question marks. It's Here's-
0: unchanging and time everlasting.
1: But see, in my world, nothing is. Nothing is. That's where I live. I live in a place where there is no right answer. And this math question is not answerable.
0: That's true
1: because it is missing piece of information
0: absolutely. And
1: it's this this one particular piece that makes it so that you'll never actually know what
0: the picture is. where is, where to begin? Where did he begin? He so be- you feel cured? Yeah. yeah how, how do you feel? I feel exactly the same way I felt five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm> confused. <laughs> it's Lonely Hearts Club. So, is this really a question about love? <gasps> is this really about if your life is so confusing and you have all these variables? How long before you get to love? Is Pittsburgh just a substitution for love?
1: Maybe this is a cry for attention. It could
0: be. But she got to give me
1: some information, like where are you and why Pittsburgh? What's in Pittsburgh? Isn't that where Andy Warhol's from? Maybe Life Aftermath is actually Andy Warhol from The Great Beyond.
0: <gasps> Ooh. I mean, maybe
1: this is a letter that was dictated from a Ouija board. Maybe the best response to this letter is through art.
0: I, I think so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person is on a train, but also walking. I mean, the whole thing is very uh, beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's a dynamic. It's an image. He's painting a picture for us.
0: Yeah. Here's a little more information. He's drinking milk while eating steaks, so we know he's not an Orthodox Jew. We know that. We much. know a little bit. It's kind of like a short film. It's like a Jim Jarmusch <laughs> thing. Oh, Jim Jarmusch. Oh, it's, it's a long. Love pan. me some Jim. Yeah,
1: it's like basically he's walking along. You know what I'm talking about? Like the. This how, movie's how in Jim black and, and white. The- yes. This
0: question is definitely in black and white. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's very well dressed. And who says porter anymore? While working as a porter. Jim Wood. Yes, totally Jim Wood. There's porters in so many of his movies. <gasps>
1: Man, this letter- is this Jim. Thank you for curing me of my math anxiety. (laughs) Maybe now I can finally take multiple vitamins. (laughs) Today's episode of the Lonely Hearts Club featured music from Chris, Comfort Fit, Ted Weems, Sunday Lovers. And hey, you know, if you want to write me a letter, lonelyheartsclub at kxci.org. That's the place to do it. I promise to respond as soon as humanly possible.
2: All right. Have a good day. Bye.